Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, I am thrilled to be hanging out with you guys today, and I can't wait to find out what you have been up to for the past few weeks. Now, a lot has been going on here. My house has been crazy, and I've been really busy helping my daughters with distance learning and still trying to work from home, which is challenging. And in the process of doing all of that, I've also been working on new music, recording songs, podcasting, and normally this is not a problem because I just prioritize my day, and when the kids were in school and my husband was working at the office or when he was working at work, it was easier because I knew what I needed to do, I knew the time I needed to get it done with, and it was just so much easier to get these things done and accomplished and have the quiet and the peace of mind that you need to do all these things. But with the kids being home, and with everyone being home, I find myself working remotely. And when I say that, like sometimes I record the podcast in my closet. Sometimes I record it in the bathroom, the kitchen, from my office space in the side of the living room. It just depends. Like wherever there's a quiet spot, whenever people are either quiet, watching TV, playing games, or my husband's out walking in the park or exercising, whatever it is, or jogging, that's when I run and I go get everything done. Because I found out that um, I can't sit down and go buy my calendar. I tried that and it's not working very well. So I decided I learned that I guess I just need to be more flexible. And whenever time presents itself, take time to go ahead and do it. Like today, for instance, I wasn't supposed to record the podcast. It wasn't on my calendar to do until like later today. But my husband took a jog this morning so I'm just like okay he's out jogging let's get this done I told the kids hey just be quiet do your work let me record this so it just depends on the time and opportunity when I get things done which is fine there's a lot of things that I find out that I've learned about myself during a quarantine and one of the things that I think that I've learned is that I don't have to stick to a schedule yeah that will kill your chances of doing anything if you decide to stick to a schedule because it's hard to stick to a schedule when everyone is home everyone has things that they're doing and as much as i like quiet because i find that i get my most thinking done in quiet i'm more creative when it's quiet but when everyone home you can't make them be quiet for 24 hours a day not even eight hours a day and when i like to work i like to work in quiet I like to focus on a task. I don't want anyone asking me anything. I don't want to hear anyone say, Mommy, Mommy, help, you know, or anything like that. I just want to focus. But since I can't do that, I've adjusted. And I've learned a lot about myself. Like, I'm able to adjust. I'm able to work, get things done, and then adjust to getting off of a schedule. So when it comes to, like, teaching the kids at home or distance learning, um, my youngest daughter, we just do it every other day because – I'm not patient as a teacher and it's very difficult for me to help people focus and especially when I am so like regimented like okay we're gonna do this today do that tomorrow so I just threw all that out the window and I'm just like you know what it doesn't have to happen that way we can just do it different so we just do work every other day so three out of the five days that she's supposed to do school work she gets she does that and it helps her a lot when she has like a day where she gets well Monday, she does not work. Tuesday, she does. Wednesday, she doesn't. Thursday, she gets the majority of her assignments done. And then Friday, we just catch up on anything she needs to turn in that she hasn't. So it's been working. 
and she has gotten all her assignments turned in. I also realized during this whole um, quarantine or stay-at-home lockdown situation that I have been really busy, not just me, like my husband, the kids. We have just all been so busy when we were out doing things. Like when they were in school, we get up in the morning, there was no talking. I didn't even have a chance to make them breakfast most of the time. All right, this is sad, but they would literally eat like whatever chips that I packed in their lunch for breakfast because they would be in a rush or they eat breakfast at school. But we were always rushing and my husband was always rushing to work, rushing back from work. It was always a rush. And because it was always a rush, we didn't have a lot of time to spend together. Yeah, we were all home at the same time, but we weren't doing anything together. And I've come to realize that during this time that we have been home, we've been doing more things together. Like, I played the game of life a couple of times. I have, um, yeah, we had a picnic in the house. We had a slumber party. We even had pie day, which is hilarious in and of itself. But, you know, what I'm saying is that we just did some things together. And I find out for us, it's been working. I think that as a family, we're getting closer. We're bonding more. We're creating memories that I don't think we would have had if this situation has did not happen. So I am very grateful for all of these things. And even when it comes to the music and writing, I've actually had a chance to sit down and think and write and you know, do a lot of planning and goals and do a whole bunch of stuff. So I have been great. And I have to say that things have been going well for us here at the house. Now, I do realize that not everyone is having a good time and that there are a lot of people out there who have lost their jobs. Um, my brother-in-law and sister are one of them. I know there are people out there who died. I know people who lost family members. I know there are countless other people who are sick with the coronavirus. And then there are those out there who don't even know how they're going to pay their bills or feed their kids. And my heart truly goes out to these families because I know that um, it's difficult right now. And I sincerely pray that God will bring healing to them and work things out for them in their favor. Now, as you can tell, I have had a lot of time to think and reflect on what, which is a good thing. And I've just realized that life is fragile. We should enjoy each other. Do what you can. Stop pressuring ourselves to do things in such a, in a certain time frame. Just get it done when you do. And as long as you're working towards something and getting it done, I think that's a good thing. And I also think that even when we are allowed to go back out and do things, that we should slow down a lot. And just the things that we've learned during the quarantine, we should stick to a lot of those things. Like spending time together. Um, taking time out for yourself, taking time with your family. These things are important, and I just think that these are things we should be doing. And, I mean, I've connected with family members. I haven't spoken to in a long time or just talked to people on Facebook. But, you know, I find myself connecting more with people via Zoom or however. So I'm connecting more. I'm spending more time with family, getting things done. And I'm just focusing on doing things that I love to do and things and doing them with the people that I love. So that is what I'm doing. And I hope you guys are doing the same thing. Because I know I'm not the only one who is grateful for this time. And I know I can't be the only one who's enjoying spending time with their families. And if you are having difficulties with your families and marriage, then this podcast episode today is for you. But if you guys want to share something with me that you are grateful for, and it could be something big, it could be something small, then just go ahead and send me a message on the Music and Vibes Facebook page and let me know exactly what it is that you are thankful for or even some things that you learned about yourself during the quarantine period. 
Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about how to be resilient in your marriage. As I've often said, being married is one of the hardest things you will ever do in your life. Now, why do I say this? Well, I say it because it's true. I mean, it's easy to put up with people for a few minutes or for a few hours and then just go home. It's easy to have an argument with a friend or family member and then just take as much time as you want away from them to resolve it. It's easy to hold a grudge against someone who has hurt you or even decide to cut them out of your life completely. Now, all of these things that I mentioned are easy to do and totally acceptable to do in certain situations. However, when you are married, the the whole dynamics just change. And what you could do in other relationships, you can no longer do when you are married. For example, holding a grudge against your spouse is not a wise thing to do. And the best thing to do for the marriage relationship would be to forgive. Or if you decide that you are done with your spouse and you want to leave them, it is not going to be easy just to walk away from a marriage without experiencing a lot of loss and emotional pain. And if you have children together, then forget about being able to cut them out of your lives for good because that is just not going to happen. I mean, there are just some things that you can do if you're not married that you cannot really do easily if you are married. And these are just some examples. And so that is why I just say it's important for you to change how you normally react to different things and situations and when it comes to dealing with your spouse. I mean, believe me, things are not going to be perfect and you're not always going to see eye to eye. But this is what happens when you bring two people together with two different personalities and backgrounds and life experiences. I mean, this is why being able to be resilient is such a good tool to have when it comes to creating an atmosphere for a thriving marriage. Now, being resilient does not mean that your feelings will not get hurt because they will. Nor does it mean that you should ignore your feelings and not deal with them because that is not going to be, that won't be helpful in your marriage. Now, none of this is being resilient. Resilience in your marriage means that when you get hurt, you will work through the issues with your spouse instead of shutting them down. It means that you will deal with the problems in your marriage instead of not dealing with them. And it also means that you're going to deal with them head on, but in a kind, rational, and respectful way instead of just burying your head in the sand and pretending that the issues do not exist because it's not going to make it go away. They exist. They will exist. Now, unless you work with them and work them out, they will continue to exist. Being resilient in your marriage means that you're going to forgive and choose to love even if you don't feel like it. It also means that you will come back from your feelings of despair with renewed energy and commitment to work on your marriage. So, now that you know what it means to be resilient in your marriage, the question then becomes, how do I become resilient in my marriage? Because talking about being resilient is easier said than done. It's easy to talk about forgiveness, but much harder to actually do it. I can sit here all day and tell you about choosing to love your spouse. And it's easy to do when times are good and when you guys are in a good place. But when times are bad and you're not in a good place, that whole conversation, it's, you know what to do, but it's just harder to do because you're in the moment, you're going through it. And so you, it just makes it a lot harder to do. So since we're talking about resilience, this is where it comes in, and this is what this is what allows you 
to be able to do things and make choices that you never thought you would be able to make or do. Now, some people automatically have the gift of being resilient. And so it's not hard for them to weather the storm and to come back a survivor and to deal with hard times and come back as a winner and have all these great positive like outlooks and attributes and characteristics and all these wonderful lessons that they've learned. But everybody's not like that. And for those of us who do not possess the gift, don't be discouraged. It's okay. Resilience is something that it can be taught. It can be learned and developed. So if you are one of the many people who wasn't born with resilience, no worries. I got you. Here are a list of things that you can do right now, starting today, to help you become more resilient in your marriage. Now, the first thing that you would like that you need to do is to stop your negative thought cycle. And I know that it's hard to do, especially if you are the person who have a tendency to think negative thoughts. Let me just explain that, you know how you heard the saying, you are what you eat? Well, it's another saying that goes, you are what you think. People will believe what, people will think about you what you believe about yourself. So if you're sitting up here thinking about how negative your marriage is and how much of a jerk your husband is, then all you're doing is setting yourself up for failure because you have a mind, you have the negative thought cycle. And what that is, you have like a, your mind, your frame of mind is just that things are not good, they're not going to get good, I'm living with this person who's a jerk. And of course, if you think that about them, then it's going to screw, it's going to like mess up your perception of how you see your spouse. For example, let's say you think your husband is a jerk or you think your wife is lazy and you come home and you ask your husband a question and he refuses, he doesn't answer you, but you don't see that he has like AirPods and he can't hear you and he just doesn't respond. So then you're like, oh, he's just a jerk. He's just doing this. And you know, you, it just perpetuates the negative thought about your husband. Or let's say you come home from work and your wife just got there a minute ago and the house is a mess, but she also just came home from work. But instead of thinking, oh, well, she probably just got in with the kids, you're thinking, see, my wife is just lazy. She don't even clean the house. And that's not even the reality of the situation for either individual. So when you have negative thought cycles, all you do is set yourself up for failure. And you cannot be resilient if you have a negative thought cycle. So if you're thinking something like, our marriage can never get better, we always fight, we always do this, there's no hope, then, you know, there isn't any hope because that's what you believe. And if that's what you believe, then that's how you are going to act. And if you act that way, you're going to sabotage yourself. So the first thing that's important to do to be a resilient person and to have resilience in your marriage is to stop negative thought cycles. And let me just say, it doesn't even just have to be for your marriage. This can be applied to a lot of things. It can be applied to your personal life. It can be applied to your marriage as well. Friends, family, it can be applied to so many different things and how you react and handle things. So if you work on your negative thought cycle and you become a better person and you stop being so negative and not think negativity all the time and think more positive, then what will happen is your marriage is going to be affected in a positive way because you're not thinking negative. Instead of being the person who comes home like my husband's a jerk because he didn't answer, you're like, oh, probably didn't hear me. You know, and it just changes the mood if you just come in and be like, oh, probably didn't hear me and not even be phased by it because you would not be thinking negative and you won't be thinking negative about your spouse or your relationship or anything like that. So it would help out. And if you could also apply this to your work and your job and to your personal life, it would also help because then you'd be practicing the whole thinking positive 
And if you practice it, and the more you do it, it'll become like a personality trait. And it'll be easy for you to do. And it'll also be easy for you to spot out when you are being negative. I know some people who don't even know when they're being negative, which is sad. Because then it's hard to fix what you don't know. So it may take some time, and you may have to think about it for a while. Like, oh man, that's a negative thought. Probably shouldn't think that. But when you find yourself thinking negative, catch it. Stop it. Think positive. So that is one thing, stopping your negative thought cycles. Another thing is imagine the worst possible scenario. Now, I know this sounds crazy because you're like, why would you want to imagine the worst possible scenario? Because one thing we have to understand is that a lot of our reactions and our behaviors is based off of what we're feeling. And a lot of our emotions are based off of fear. So if you are afraid that your marriage is going to fail and that things are never going to get better. If this, if you're afraid of these things, or if you think about things that happened to you in your past, or whatever it is, if you are afraid of something happening, it will probably happen. And here's why I say that. It will probably happen because you're setting yourself up for it. So if you're thinking, oh my goodness, um, we are not doing good in our marriage, we're probably going to get a divorce, we're probably going to do this, then you start acting that way. And when you start acting that way, you're actually setting into motion what you are afraid of to actually happen people don't believe this but it's true it's like life and death is found in what you say so if you're sitting up here downgrading your marriage and you're thinking that it's going to end and you're going to get a divorce and all this other kind of stuff then you're setting yourself up for failure so what you should do instead of talking about it and thinking about it and imagining all the negative possibilities what you should do is do this imagine the worst possible thing happening. So if you think your marriage is ending or you're going to get a divorce or whatever, you think about the worst thing that could happen. Yes, that could happen. Then once you think about how it could happen, then you have to realize that no matter what happens, you are going to be okay. Now, it's not saying that you're setting yourself up for a divorce or anything like that. No, but it's important to think about the worst possible thing that can happen so that you can know that if it did happen, you would be okay. So many times people are afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of not knowing if they'd be okay. So once you calm that fear of, okay, I don't want this to happen. I don't. And I'm going to work hard for it not to happen. But if it did happen, I will be okay. So you get that in your mind, like, I'd be okay. So once you know you'd be okay, then you can focus all your attention and energy to working toward your marriage because you're no longer afraid of the unknown. You're like, the unknown wouldn't like phase you anymore because you're like if it did happen I'd be fine but I'm gonna work toward it not happening so just knowing that you would be okay would take a load off your shoulders and allow you to actually work and focus on your marriage um, another thing is to overcome your fear of failing listen this is life you're not gonna be perfect at everything you will fail it sometimes and when I'm talking about fear of failing some people have such high goals for themselves like they have they put so much pressure on themselves to be like the perfect wife the perfect husband the perfect parents the perfect work co-worker listen you've got to stop because when you do that you are you're setting yourself up for failure again because here's why you are putting yourself on a pedestal so high that there's no way you can attain any of that there is none of us that's perfect we are not perfect no one is perfect therefore you can't say or 
try to be the perfect person because you're not the perfect person. None of us is. Now, we can try to be the best version of ourselves, and even the best version of ourselves has flaws. But when you try to be the best version of yourself, you can see and understand, oh, well, I'm not good in this area. Have to work on it. So being the best version of yourself lets you be able to work on things that you're not good at. Trying to be perfect just puts a whole bunch of pressure on being perfect, and we cannot. So when you feel like you have to be perfect, then of course there comes the whole thing of being afraid of failing because in your mind, perfect people don't fail. So you have to get rid of the whole fear of failing. Just let yourself know, I'm going to fail and it's okay. You know, you have to accept that because if we think it's not okay to fail, then that is not a good thing. People fail at a lot of things. And just because you and your husband are not having a good time in your marriage right now, or maybe if you're having financial issues, or whatever it is, you could even be having issues with your kids, which could be causing problems. You are not a failure. You did the best you could. You're constantly learning. You are not a failing. It's okay for you to go through these times because these things happen. You are living in life, real life, and these things happen. There's none of us that's perfect. Nothing's going to be perfect forever. Even people with tons of money who seem like they're living their best lives, they have problems too. They may not tell you about it, but they go through some things as well. So I want you to give yourself leeway to fail and overcome your fear of failing because it's okay. You're going to be fine. And like I say, life is moments, like little moments, good moments, bad moments. So just because you're having a bad moment right now does not mean that you are a failure. No, you're just going through a bad moment. This is life. You're going to learn from it and you're going to work toward getting the result that you want to in your marriage and parenting, whatever it is. It's just a time to learn and it's not called a failure. So just take the word failure out of your vocabulary because there's no need to be afraid of something that you don't even talk about. You're not failing. You're learning. Just look at it like that. So overcome your fear of failing. Encourage yourself by thinking about past challenges, past successes, past failures, and what you did to succeed. And also, encourage yourself by thinking about the lessons that you've learned from your failures. And this is important because you know how it's important for us to look back on things that we did good and remember, okay, well, I did this before, I can do it again. Or if you've gone through a tough experience, you can say something like, well, I've gone through a tough experience before, I know for I know definitely I can do it again. Like here's an example. My father-in-law, he went through a very difficult time. Um, he was in a situation when he was younger where his wife left him and at the time he had six kids. But he got through that and he's fine right now. He's married happily. His kids are great. So, I mean, he got through that. And he, he said something one day while he was over the house and we were all talking and everything. He was like, well, I just think about it like this. He's like, if I can get through that experience of being a single dad, his wife left him with six kids, I can get through anything. And that is the right attitude to have because think about your worst experience, whatever it is. Take a moment, think about it now. Okay, so you thought about it, right? All right, so think about that experience. And while you're thinking about that experience, I want you to think about how hard it was, how sad you were, how depressed you may have been, how down and out you were. Okay, you're thinking about it? Yeah, let those emotions go. Just think about it. Okay, so now that you've thought about it, I want you to think about what you did to overcome. How did you get out of that? What did you do? 
when you think about things like this, it reminds you that, okay, well, if I got through that one time, I can get through it again. If this worked out one time, I can do this again. It gives you confidence to know that I can get through this. I can do this. And you have to have that mindset. You can get through this. You will get through this because you did it before. You can do it again. You are the same person that you are that you are today that you were then. Now, yes, you've learned more lessons. You have more confidence. You have grown. But personality-wise and behavior-wise, you're the same person pretty much. So if that person can do it back then, then definitely you can do the same thing again because you're the same person. So think about all of those things that you've gone through and then encourage yourself by knowing that you can, if you got through it then, you can definitely get through it now. Another thing you can do is emotionally distance yourself from the challenge. And this is a good thing to do. You know how sometimes we always say the phrase like, man, I wish I was a fly on the wall in that conversation. Well, this is kind of what you have to do. Um, when you emotionally distance yourself from the situation, so let's just say you and your husband got into this big argument, or you and your kids got into this big argument, and there's a lot of turmoil right now, and you're just feeling bad about it. What you need to do is emotionally distance yourself from the challenge. So you could just say, okay, take yourself out of it. Don't look at, I'm right, he's wrong, nothing like that. Or my kid's just a bad kid, and I'm a terrible parent. Don't look at any of those things. You're not a terrible parent. They're not bad kids. <laughs> They're just kids. Like, you can't control kids. They have a mind of their own. We do the best we can and pray for the best. That's how that goes. There's no guides to how to raise kids. We just do the best we can. So maybe I'll do a podcast about that another time. But anyway, so you take the situation, take whatever it was that happened, and then imagine yourself as being like the person on the outside looking in. So like try to visualize you and the other person talking, what was said, and then as an objective individual who's standing back and watching what's being played out, try to rationalize, not rationalize, but you take a moment to see what actually happened. So you, it's just almost like having a good imagination. Imagine that you guys are talking again, but take yourself away from the situation so that you can objectively look at what happened. Because sometimes when you're caught up in a moment, it's just like, oh, they tried to attack me. They said this, they did that. But maybe they were not trying to attack you. It could be a situation where they said something, but they were just saying how they were feeling. But because you guys were both in a moment and it was intense, you took it the wrong way. So many times we can take things the wrong way. And when you take things the wrong way, your perception changes, your attitude changes, and you react based on how you're feeling at that moment. So if you take yourself out of the situation, sit down and actually think about what happened, and then you can actually sit down from a rational point of view and be like, you know what, I understand maybe what he was saying, or I get her point, and she didn't mean it like this, because you know the person you're talking to. And so when you take yourself away from the situation, and emotionally distance yourself. And you, it's good to take the emotion out of it because you want to look at it objectively. You don't want to look at it emotionally because if you look at it emotionally, you're not going to be able to look at it rationally. But if you look at it object, objectively, then you will be able to look at it rationally. So emotionally distance yourself from the challenge. Another thing that is important to do is to remind yourself 
that this is just a moment and things will get better. I know I say this all the time, but it's true. Like, I remember there was a time, and I think I may have told this story before. My husband and I were going through a lot of things financially. I went to work. It seemed like the worst day possible because I didn't know how we were going to pay the bill. We had to have it by a certain time. It just seemed like the weight of the world was, like, crushing in on me. So I was like, oh, man. So I went to work. Like, my door was shut. I spent some time crying, like, praying, like, oh, I don't even know what we're going to do. It was really a bad day. And I wrote a very sad song that day. But it was a bad day, okay? It was, like, a terrible day. But then, the next day, it was a good day. And, you know, it's crazy how that happens. Like, it was a bad day the day before. Like, I was, like, really down and out, like, crying. <laughs> Literally crying, sobbing in my car. It was a bad day. But the very next day was a good day. And things worked out. And I had the money to pay the things I needed to pay. Things worked out. And so, that was something that really made me realize life is full of moments. Like, no moment is always going to be good. No moment is always going to be bad. It fluctuates. You have good moments. You have bad moments. But in general, there's no, there's usually aren't people who have, like, a year or three or four years of bad moments. Now, in those years, bad things may have happened, but it's not continual moments. You have some good moments, some bad moments, and it just goes like that. So I want you to remember that, you need to remind yourself, if you're having a bad day, like, just call your name out and be like, you know, and I do this sometimes, like, Kiana, this is just a moment. You're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. Remind yourself about that because sometimes we need to be encouraged that it's okay to feel the way I do right now, but it's not always going to be this way, you know? So remind yourself this is just a moment and that things are going to get better. I love the next thing I'm going to tell you to do. Find things to be grateful about. And here's an example. Now, I usually tell myself, like, and people sometimes get annoyed with it, but here's what I do. Like, if I, like, I remember one time my car broke down, and it was going to be a lot of money, and I did not have it at the time. But I put the car in the shop. I was like, oh, well. And I told myself, I was like, well, on the bright side, you have money to rent a car. Yes. Because I had to rent a car for a month. But the whole thing was, I actually had the money to do that. So that's the bright side. Because the car could have broke down. And let's say my husband and I didn't have the money to rent a car for a month. Where we live is in an area you have to have a car. So we would have been in a lot of trouble trying to find ways to go to work, pick our kids up from school, do all the things that we have to do. So even though the car broke down, which was really a bummer, especially since we had just put it in, that was the year we had the car was breaking down like every two months. You know, so since we had just paid money to get it out. But the bright side was that we had the money to do it. And then two months later, the car broke down again. But I told myself, at least, and I was at work, which is like 30 minutes from my house. But I was like, at least on the bright side, I can get a tow truck and I'm able to ride with the guy in a tow truck to get back to my city or my little town. And then... It was like the mechanic shop was right down the street from where I live. So I was able to walk. But, you know, it's like we need to find blessings, the small blessings, the things to be grateful for, even in bad situations. And it's important to do this because it reminds you that everything is not bad. If you're in a bad situation, let's say your car broke down and then this happened and you constantly just focus on the bad, it's going to be the worst thing ever. But if you take time to find good in that situation, like, well, at least I have the money to go get the car fixed or... 
at least have a friend who can take me to work or I'm so thankful that I was able to get home or an Uber. I mean, whatever it is, find a positive and be thankful and grateful for something. And I think it's also a good exercise, and I've said it before, to actually keep a journal of positive things that have happened in your life and so that you can remind yourself to look for the good in things. And when you're feeling bad and like, well, at least we have this and at least we have that. The more you start thinking positive and looking for and actually being grateful for the thing in different situations, it'll be easier to do. And your mind will automatically train itself to be grateful. Now, of course, you're going to still have problems and you're going to recognize these issues and see them. But the point is that you are going to be able to say, okay, this is not a good situation, but I'm glad that, and you can find the good in it, which is going to help you emotionally, and it would definitely help you in your marriage and with your family. So try to be grateful and find things to be grateful about, even in bad situations. Another thing that's important to do when you're being resilient is face the lion or deal with your fears. Here, and here's the thing, like so many times we don't do things because we are afraid. And fear keeps you from doing a lot of things. Fear can keep you from getting something you really want or need in your marriage because you're afraid to ask. Fear can get you, um, can stop you guys from resolving the issue because you're afraid to talk about it. Fear can keep you from doing so many things because you're afraid of what will happen. So the best thing to do, the problems are not going to go away. And the only way to deal with your fear is to face it. That is why facing your fear is the best thing to do. So if you're afraid to talk about something or hard situations, then you need to face your fear or face that line. Whatever it is, let's just say face your fear. Do it. If you are afraid to have difficult conversations, then have them. If you are afraid to ask for things that you need, then ask for things that you need. Because here's the crazy thing about fear. When you let fear know you're not afraid of it and you understand that, okay, I might be afraid to do it now, but I'm just going to do it, you are less afraid to do it the next time. And the more you do it, the better you are at doing what you're afraid of. And you eventually get rid of being afraid. So that's why I'm always like, don't let fear stop you. I don't care how scared you are. I don't care if you're shaking. Do it. Because each time you do it, it will be easier to do and you will eventually overcome your fear, which is what you need to do in relationships because marriage is not for the faint of heart, not for scared people. It's for people who are willing to like tough it out, work it out, and face your fears. So face your fears. Don't run from them. Don't avoid them. Face them and just deal with them head on. Another thing to, use, to do is use your negative emotions as fuel. And here's what I mean by that. So if you're feeling some kind of way, you can use your negative emotions to encourage yourself or use it as fuel. So if you're like, well, right now I'm not in a good place. I'm really feeling upset. I'm really feeling down. But I am going to go ahead and do this anyway because I am not going to let this get the best of me. You have to have that fighter mentality where you're not going to let it get the best of you. So use your negative emotions as fuel and don't let situations get the best of you. So these are just some of the ways that you can begin to get resilient. And I'm just going to repeat them again. Um, stop negative thought cycles. Imagine the worst possible scenario and let yourself know you're going to be okay. Overcome your fear of failing because everyone has experiences in their lives that they have to learn from. And stop saying you're failing. Just start saying, I'm learning. Encourage yourself and think about all the past challenges that you've had, the successes, the failures. Um, 
and what you did to succeed and let yourself know that, well, if I got through that, I can get through this. Um, emotionally distance yourself from the challenge. Remind yourself that this is just a moment and things are going to get better. Because listen, they always do. Find things to be grateful about, even in the bad situations. Face your fears. Deal with them head on. Don't run from them. Deal with them. And then use your negative emotions as fuel. Like, this is not going to get me. I'm going to do it even if this, 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 that happens. All right, so these are just some things you can start doing today to begin to just build and foster resilience in your life and in your marriage. So this week, while you are home, give it a try. I mean, you have nothing to lose, but you have everything to gain from doing this. So good luck, everyone, as you try to work on being resilient in your marriage and in your life. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is called I'm Over You. And I picked this song because it shows the resilience of a woman who was in a bad relationship and was still able to overcome and move on from that relationship and with her life. So here's the song, I'm Over You. I once said, if you break my heart once, it won't happen again. I gave you chance after chance because I loved you. Before I end the podcast, I would just like to say thank you to Anique Music for all of their support during the past year and a half. Now, Anique Music is the publishing company that 
publishes, and also represents all of the music heard here on the podcast. So thank you, Unique Music, for your continued support. And I can't wait to see what great things we're going to be doing together in Season 4. And guys, I just want to thank you for listening to me and for joining in for Season 4. It would not have been possible without you. Yes, I say it all the time, but it's true all the time. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I really love you guys, and I'm glad that we get to spend time together each week. I just feel like we are more friends than me doing a podcast and you listening. You know, I just feel that connection. So, I just want to say thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Season 4. It really means a lot. And you'll never know how much it means to me, but it means a lot. And I love you guys. And I hope all is well with you. I also want to encourage you to share this podcast with a family member or a friend. I see you guys are doing it every week. So thank you, thank you, thank you for doing it. And please continue to share. Now I know that you have one friend out there or family member who you know have built up walls in their lives or in their marriage. I want you to send this episode of the Music and Vibes podcast to them and let them know there are ways that they can tear it down and where their marriage is right now does not have to be where it always is going to be the things can get better and i'm saying this because so many times we just think well this it is what it is but no it doesn't have to be what it is you know you can always change you can always make things better so please forward this episode to them so that you can encourage them and let them know that things can change it doesn't have to be the same things can get better and if this person who needs the encouragement is yourself then please listen to it again and write down exactly some of the notes of what you can do to begin to tear down the walls in your marriage because listen there is hope there's light at the end of the tunnel even if you can't see it it doesn't mean that there is not light at the end of the tunnel all you have to do is keep walking 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 keep trying 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 and you will eventually see the light at the end of the tunnel so share 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 the podcast I also want to just tell you, I'm going to put it in the show notes as well. What I want you to do is, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can subscribe to the podcast. I want to think about starting to do different versions of the episodes. So if you want to get the new episodes I'm going to throw in or find out more information about maybe where to get videos from Music and Vibes or even get live um podcast recordings of the music and vibes podcast you need to subscribe so please click the link in the show notes it'll take you to the um itunes page and then at the top you'll see like a tiny square and it'll say listen to on apple music so you or apple podcast you click it and once you click it it'll take you to another page where you'll see subscribe and then once you see that Go ahead, click it, subscribe to the podcast. You can leave me a review, but if you don't want to, that's fine. I'm good. Just subscribe to the podcast. And if you ever want to talk to me or reach out to me or connect with me, all you have to do is go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page, message me. Or you can go to the email, um, musicandvibes at gmail.com, and you can send me an email. Or you can just go to our website musicandvibes.com and you can just send me a message on the website no matter how you do it whatever is more convenient for you just go ahead and do it that way and I will definitely get these messages and I promise you I will respond to you and then we can go from there I also want to let you know that I'm going to put it in the show notes so if you're driving or if you're home and your kids are bothering you or not bothering you if your kids are loving on you and you're fussing at them or talking loudly to them, whatever it is, 
don't worry about it it's going to be in the show notes and you can just click on the links and we can be good all right well guys i think that is all um if i think of anything else i'll definitely probably put it out on the facebook page and let you know of anything else i think of but if you have any questions contact me and if i think of anything else i'll put it out there and let you know all right guys season four was amazing i hope all is well with you and i will see you guys next week all right bye Sometimes you gotta walk